Hello, and welcome back to the Nolan Podcast. Today's episode is sponsored by Cinch. My name is Leah Markshausen, Special Projects Editor with National Oil & Lube News, and today we're talking with Justin Ray, founder and CEO of Cinch, about how to increase your car count with simple marketing best practices. Justin has spent the majority of his career as an entrepreneur, starting, building, and selling businesses. For the past 11 years, he's been in the automotive industry, analyzing consumer data to better understand the mindset of customers and how they respond to different marketing communications. should be something on the mind of every quick lube owner and operator. With so many ways to reach out to people, how do you determine what's best for your business? Yeah, no, that's a great question. And there's really a lot of ways that can be uh, used to reach out to customers and try to bring in new customers and retain current customers. But uh, ultimately, the the deal is you got to do it somehow. And in today's day and age, some of the most effective ways to do that are via email and uh, digital means. So Justin, what are the three types of campaigns that every quick lube can run? Yeah, this is uh, very important, especially going back to your earlier question on, on marketing and what marketing should uh, should every quick lube be doing. These are the, the three main things that everything every single quick lube should be running would be a post-transaction campaign, a oil change reminder campaign, and a last or lost customer, lost vehicle campaign. And so just kind of to talk through those just briefly is uh, a post-transaction campaign is just that right after the transaction or sometime uh, very soon after the transaction, reaching out to the customer, telling them, thank you for coming in, um, maybe giving them a follow-up. Hey, here's a, here's a synopsis of your invoice. Here are the declined services that you maybe were recommended but declined in your transaction. Um, maybe leave us a review, take a survey, here's a bounce back coupon, bring back in a second car, um, refer a friend. There's, there's a whole myriad of, of new touch points or communication that we can bring up at that point, um, right after the customer has hopefully had a very positive experience with us and is more willing to be able to take another step in, in moving and progressing that relationship forward. Uh, that second campaign would be the oil change reminder, which um, seems like it should be a no-brainer. Um, but uh, but definitely can be a hard one to implement and get started. And so at Cinch, we definitely make that very easy. But we'd recommend with that with that oil change reminders having multiple touches and being on multiple channels. The uh, from our data, we've uh, learned that customers are twice as more likely to come back in um, sooner if you have more than one touch point. Whether you're reaching out to the customer, and what I mean by that is if you're using text message and email or email and direct mail. Um, and the more touch points that you have, the more likely you are to get them back in the door sooner. So when you when you talk about maybe increasing car counts, uh, having more touch points in your oil change reminders can decrease the time between visits on customers. And by that way, increasing car counts as well with your current customers. Uh, we also recommend that when you're doing that is making sure that you you're very timely. So making sure that the Predictive models that you're using to predict when somebody is due for an oil change are as accurate as can be, especially lined up with the engine check engine light or the the oil change light on their car, right? 
Um, the next uh, campaign that we could do here or that's most important would be that lapsed or lost vehicle campaign. And these really can be considered as two separate ones. Lapsed in, at Cinch, we consider a lapsed vehicle is a vehicle that has lapsed on a service. So they, they were expected to have an oil change service here. They didn't come back in, they lapsed on it. And we have another service, maybe three, four, five months later, and they've lapsed again. So now we've, um, we've missed two oil change life cycles with the customer. And at that point, we consider them a lost vehicle. And so being able to have campaigns that are very direct to, hey, we've missed having you come back in or, you know, on that, if they've missed two, now they're a lost vehicle, definitely have a, we miss you, try to bring those customers back in. One of the things we really like to help customers do at Cinch is with that lost vehicle campaign is really change the messaging based off of how valuable the car is. If it was a high value customer, with a high value or a high value customer bringing in their car and they're no longer bringing it in we want to do a lot to try to bring that customer back right our willingness to spend to bring them back should be pretty high because the cost to get them back in the door is typically going to be less than the cost to try to find a new customer and keep a new customer it's also going to be it might be more or we might be spending more than if we have a lower value customer that's now lost because those lower value customers by pure nature, the name, they spend less and we might just end up breaking even on that. So those are that's a place to really be able to target those higher value customers that are not coming back in or their cadence is now been broken. But those are, those are the three that I'd recommend uh, every single quick loop be able to run. So you mentioned uh, email is a great way to reach out to your customers. Can you explain what is email hygiene and what does it matter for your shop success? Yeah, definitely. This is actually really, really important. The, a lot of people can get themselves into trouble pretty quick with having poor email hygiene. Um, number one, the, the biggest taboo I'd say that a lot of people will try to do is they'll go out and they'll buy an email list and try to email a whole bunch of people to get them to come into the shop or, or get business from them. Uh, this, uh, especially depending on what platform and tools you're using, this is something that will get you blacklisted very quickly. It'll get a lot of spam counts and it'll ruin your domain reputation, which um, in the email world, you need to have a domain. You typically shouldn't go send out emails from gmail.com. So you, you'd mm -hmm. have your, you know, um, quicklube.com um, domain, and you'd want to be able to use that and start to increase the reputation that your domain has with the different email servers that, that are going to receive the email that you send. And so you want to make sure that, that you keep a good reputation there with your domain. You want to also make sure that with your hygiene that you're sending a, ready, a steady volume of uh, content going out, right? You don't want to just send Hey, every single month I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to send, you know, 10,000 emails to, you know, to everybody in my database. If you want to uh, be able to send something on a regular time period um, periodically to all of your customers. And then it makes it a lot easier for you to have some of these spikes in your, in your um, sending behaviors. Finding the best way to reach your customer is certainly important, but how important are online reviews and how can you increase your amount of online reviews? Yeah. So uh, online reviews are actually one of the best ways to help you start getting new customers in the door. 
and getting lost customers back in the door. So the, the typically the most common place for people to go to find a new business to do business with is, is Google Maps, right? Or Google in general. And so by being able to have a higher uh, number of reviews and higher value, then you're going to be able to entice more people to, to take a chance on you and come try it out, right? If, you, if you've got a location that's got, um, you know, 15, 15 reviews and you've got a two and a half stars, you're more than likely not going to be attracting new customers coming into your location through Google. But if you have, you know, 250 reviews and you've got four stars and um, and most of those people have left reviews within a recent time period, then you're going to obviously have people that are going to be searching for you online. They're going to see those Google reviews. They're going to see you on the map and they're going to say, hey, you know, what? let's uh, let's go give this place a try. Um, in addition to just people being able to recognize that that there's a social proof, a sense of. Uh, of other people recommend this place. Um, Google does actually rank you higher on the map search and give you some of the more organic um, uh, value in addition to ranking you higher based off of how recency, the recency of reviews that you have and how good those reviews are. And so, so it's a really valuable place and actually pretty low hanging fruit when it comes to looking to acquire new customers. And, and creating a good um, good social proof locally on, on who you are as a company. Before I visit any business, I'm definitely on my phone looking up their photos, looking up their reviews before I make a decision. So um, I know how impactful those can be when getting customers. And kind of switching gears here, I know texting or calling me on my cell phone is the easiest way to reach me. I know most people today always have their phone in their pocket. Um, that's the most efficient way to get a hold of this generation. If a company were to want to start a texting campaign, how would they begin and what would that look like? Yeah, like you said, this is a very, very common place to communicate with customers nowadays. And to be able to start the, I would definitely recommend trying to use a platform that's already designed to help you succeed at this. There's a lot of legal aspects around who you can text and, um, and, and what needs to be done in that texting process. So the biggest, biggest part of that is having a double opt-in uh, to the customer. And what a double opt-in essentially is in, in the space is it says that this customer's phone number has actually sent a text message from this phone number to your phone number as a business saying you have permission to send a text to me and then you send back a text message to them saying okay we're going we've opted you in now for automated communication from this phone number and here's our legal entity and you can always reply stop to opt out right so that's that's the really short gist of it um, you'll sometimes hear a single opt-in single opt-ins are when a customer fills out a form online and they give their phone number and then they hit a checkbox and says, um, I give you permission to send me a text message, right? Or maybe in the shop or in the, uh, the quick loop, they go ahead and they say um, at the end of the invoice, by giving our phone, your phone number, you're giving us permission to text you, right? So those tend to be considered a single opt-in and um, they are the first step, but um, the, the tightest, most uh, legally secure way to do that is to have the double opt-in. You can take a single opt-in and then send a text message to that person following up and ask them to um, reply start or reply opt-in or, or reply yes or something along those lines. 
to um, confirm that double opt-in and get them opted into your text messaging campaign uh, or your text messaging subscriber list. And so once you have a, a full subscriber list, then um, you need to make sure that whenever you do send an automated um, text message, that there's always a way for somebody to opt out. Now, this doesn't mean that you always have to have reply stop to opt out or reply cancel or text cancel to opt out or something like that. There's a, there's a whole myriad of different ways that people have been able uh, or have stated that um, at the bottom of each message. But, um, but it's since we actually recommend that, that you put that in on every single message, just so that it gives the customer a very clear notice that they can always have a way to get out of that um, and really, really helps to create a better experience for your customers. Um, a couple other things that are really important um, when you're doing this is just understanding the difference between having an automated texting and having manual text messaging. So if you have a, a car that's, uh, that, that's in the bay and is completed and you pulled it out and you're, you're waiting for the customer to come back and the customer's not there, you can send a text message to that customer manually saying, hey, your car's done, come back in and pick it up. Um, this, is, this is typically always gonna be okay um, if the customer's given you their phone number because it pertains to one, it's a manual message. It's sent directly between one person and another person um, where the person typically in the, in the store, in the shop has typed the message themselves. But when you're sending via an automated means is when you really get into a lot of the places where you have to deal with the legal aspects. And, and that's where you wanna make sure you get your, your double opt-ins, you're allowing people the ability to unsubscribe and, um, and really tracking your unsubscribes. When somebody unsubscribes, they, there is no way to uh, send an automated message to them again. And uh, maybe the last thing I might mention in having a good text, uh, text messaging campaign is to include a way to have link tracking. So when somebody, if you include a link in that, maybe it's a link to take a re, uh, leave a review or take a survey, or maybe just a link to a coupon on a website, something along those lines. By having a link tracking ability will help you um, understand how people are clicking and engaging with that. So if you really want to understand, hey, the, the funnel or we sent the text message, um, pretty much 99% of all text messages are opened or viewed, um, it, especially if you have a good reputation, again, here with your phone number and sending People are gonna view that. So now you want to understand if they, they're clicking, are they engaging with the content? Are they curious what that is? So you need to have a way to be able to track if the, the text message is resonating with somebody by are they taking that next step? And being able to do that really, um, really comes down to the ability to track if somebody clicks that the link inside the text message. That's really the gist, gist of um, using text message campaigns. And when you're starting your text campaign, how can you work to build a legally compliant text list? Uh, great question. So there's a, a couple ways that we recommend at Cinch on being able to do this. The, the first way is using your uh, post-transaction campaign. So after a customer comes in for a transaction, you can, again, similar to mentioning before, um, sending a communication regarding that specific transaction, you can send a text message to the customer that is not opted in yet, um, requesting that they leave a review after that transaction, right? Now it needs to be in a timely time after the transaction, and it needs to be really focused on that transaction and leaving a review. But we can, you can also add a, a quick blurb after that says, hey, if you'd like to receive reminders or marketing communication, 
reply start to opt in, right? And so this is one of the biggest, um, most common ways that customers at Cinch, our customers at Cinch will build their subscriber list. Um, if you want to play incredibly safe and, and or you don't want to start with text messaging that way, um, we can also include sending links in an email where if you click a, a link in an email button, maybe that says, you know, click here to sign up for text message reminders, clicking that link will then take somebody in cinch. What we'll do is we'll populate, pre-populate a text message on their mobile phone with a message that says, yes, please opt me in for text message reminders. And then all the customer has to do is after they click the link in the email, they just hit the send button in their, their messaging app on their phone. And so these, these are two of the most common methods that we have. There can be other, other ways where you can have QR codes at the point of purchase. And I let the, the customer scan those and say, hey, get an additional $5 off to join our VIP club and get text message reminders uh, for those uh, quick loops where people stay in the bay. Those could be uh, a banner or excuse me, stay in their car. Could be a large banner in the bay that they can uh, that has a QR code again that they could scan to opt in and um, and get a discount. Um, and so there's there's definitely a lot of ways that we can do that, but really the simplest way is just asking the customer and getting out in front of them in in different digital places where we can ask them. Before we let you go, Justin, we have one more question. What would you consider are the marketing best practices to increase car count and average ticket value? Definitely. <clears throat> so the as we just talked about with online reviews and text messaging, I'd say this is one of the, the most common ways that you can increase car count with new customer acquisition was having a good, good online review strategy. Additionally, having running digital ad campaigns and making sure that you're excluding your current customers. So within Cinch, we can really help with that and automating that all your current customers are in an audience that can be suppressed in new customer acquisition campaigns. There can also be targeted mail campaigns that you can run in um, and doing this right is really important because as, as many people in the space know, direct mail is really expensive. But um, if you're able to isolate the right people and sending those messages out to um, people that have recently moved in in the area, people that meet similar profiles to your higher, um, higher value customers, those are really valuable people to be able to start targeting and try to get, uh, get in the door. Um, and one comment that I might make with that, that a lot of people want to try to say or try to is track and attack is um, attribution. Um, oftentimes, because Google is the last place somebody will go before they physically get up and come into the store, is um, is they Google it, right? They pull it up on, map, on Google Maps and they say, "Hey, Google, take me, take me here." Apple Maps, whatever it is that they're using, and um, and try to come into the store. And so that then leads to a lot of times this attribution looking like everything comes from Google. And so um, just, just keep that in mind as you're, you're looking at your marketing campaigns that, um, that Google, Google does, um, does a lot of really good things for us. But um, in this case, it can be one of those places where it blindsides us with the ability to not see that maybe some of the online reviews or somebody was reading reviews before they came in or, or they did get a uh, targeted uh, mail piece. A couple, a couple other things that you can do is um, in order to help increase that ticket average, is before the visit in your oil change reminder campaigns, 
you can uh, recommend to the customer, hey, these are some services that your vehicle might be due for and include some educational videos. Um, we have a great partnership with AutoNet TV and some of their um, educational video content can be included in email campaigns that go out and, and can even be included in text messages as links there to educate customers on, you know, what is a serpentine belt? What's a cabin air filter? What's, um, what's the purpose of uh, spark plugs, right? And being able to educate customers so that when they are in the bay and the CSA is recommending, hey, you should uh, you should get the your spark plugs replaced, right? Then that's something that uh, the customer already has a certain level of education with and can feel more comfortable and saying, hey, yep, I would love to have you replace my spark plugs. Um, and um, and really be able to, to help from that aspect. And so that'll help increase your average ticket. Right now you've, you've gone from just doing the oil change, the blue oil filter, and now you're able to add on spark plugs. Um, another really simple one actually for raising uh, average ticket value in, in today's economy is just raise your prices. You know, there's a, a lot of opportunity for, to do that now. But uh, an additional one that I think is really, really valuable is having a well thought out and strategic coupon strategy. And so a lot of um, a lot of companies will have coupons and they just send out coupons and maybe they'll round those coupons to just a five dollar, ten dollars here or there. Um, but really thinking through what is the discount that we want to give, how, where. Where are we going to display these coupons, right? So is a new customer going to be get a deeper discount than a repeat customer? Does a high value repeat customer get a different discount? Where, where are those discounts going to be? And how do you want to apply those, right? If you're running a um, oil change reminder campaign and in that oil change reminder campaign, you don't have a single coupon or discount for an oil change, <clears throat> you can't specifically try to use a coupon attribution or think that the customer is going to come in and get a wiper blade, use a wiper blade coupon when they're, they're coming in specifically for an oil change. And, um, and so having that well thought out um, coupon strategy is very helpful in increasing that ticket average. Um, another thing you can actually do inside of Cinch is we have a predictive model where we predict the pricing sensitivity of a customer. And by being able to do that, we can, help to increase the average ticket by essentially decreasing the average discount of the customer. Uh, some customers come in and they don't need a discount. Other customers come in and they just are gonna use the coupon because that's what they do, but they don't necessarily care what the discount is. And then you have other customers that are just out there and they're coupon clipping and they're trying to get the best discount that they can find. And, and so that's where there's, there's a, a really well thought out coupon strategy that um, this should be put together by either your marketing team or your ad agency or whoever it is that's going to handle the the in-house marketing. But those are some of the, the best ways that I, I can recommend from increasing your car count and um, increasing your average ticket value. Yeah, thanks so much for your insight, Justin. If anyone wants to find out more about Cinch and the services you offer, where should they go? Yeah, you can uh, visit us online at cinch.io, that's C-I-N-C-H .io. And uh, yeah, check us out there and you can fill out a contact us form or request a demo and uh, right there from the website. After recording this episode, the Cinch team decided to include a special promo for Nolan listeners. How does a $50 Amazon gift card sound? Just schedule a qualified Cinch demo and it's yours. 
Go to cinch.io forward slash Amazon to see how to qualify. On the demo, you'll see exactly how Cinch can help you increase your car count, boost average ticket value, and save you one to two hours a day. It's the all-in-one marketing automation software for Quick Lubes. Just go to cinch.io forward slash Amazon to schedule your demo and get the $50 Amazon gift card. If you enjoyed today's episode, make sure to follow the Nolan podcast on wherever you listen. Follow the Nolan Twitter or Facebook or visit nolan.net for more. This is Special Projects Editor Leah Markshausen. Thanks for listening.